Back to the corner of the round table. TCRN. <laughs> Minga, how are you? Are we live? We're live, yeah. Are we going to apologise to our million listeners? What for? For our, the acronym for our podcast. Yeah, we... TC, TCRN, we have no reason for the N... Yeah, we may, Man, have it's... Abri- we may have been abbreviating it wrong this whole time. I just don't even know like what the end could have been. TCRN sounds good though. Every time you say it, I think there's something I'm not getting. <laughs> it's better than TCRT. Yeah, I just I just thought there was something I, I was not in on the whole time. Nah, sorry, just yeah. stupidity. That's what oh, you you weren't in on. Now. Mm. You're in Melbourne. Me and Corbs are back home in God's country. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, what's happening? I'm in an apartment. With, I'm in an apartment with my mum in the other room. <laughs> and She's it's watching the Adult Channel. And is it? <laughs> is it? Sick, <laughs> mum. You've turned it up again. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> is it stinking hot down there too? Um, it's pretty warm, Bingo. I'd say it's sort of mid-twenties. Um, it's been warm the whole time. Mid-twenties? I reckon it's fucking mid-thirties up here. Oh, no, it's not, Bingo. It's fucking hot. Mm, well. Good. Now, we've got a... Well, something we've definitely got to talk about. We might be a bit late to the party. People might even be sick of hearing about it. But I mean, it's 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 the best news I've seen in a while. Oh yes, it's the of course the Clarky and Carlos potential punch up stout. Yeah. Now the the question here for me that still hasn't been answered, and I'm hoping someday soon it does get answered, is did Carl punch who rocked Clarky? <laughs> Yeah, and is that why his shirt was missing I'm, and he was limping? I've got a bit to add to this story, which I'll do soon. But um. because uh, in in the transcript where he sit, where uh, Clark says she can hit me, Carlos, she can hit me, she can hit me, but you can't. That you makes fucking can't. she can walk away. And that makes me. Can't. But that makes that sounds like Carl's hit him initially. It does. It does. And do you think, because Carl, Carl probably loves his sister-in-law and his wife and Clark's come in a bit late, Carl's yep. married and then once he, and maybe Carl's got really pissed off that Clark's come in and cheated on his sister-in-law and just fucking got in, got in a stoush. One of the things, um, like um, everyone's going on about how it's a hamstring injury, but watching that video... Closely, few times. It definitely looks like a rolled ankle to me. I love the injury. I think t- to me, the injury makes it. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't you reckon it's classic how he's walking? He's limping. He's topless and he's limping. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be better if it was a hammy. I've actually got a mate that was telling me today he was punching one of those, um, you know, those boxing machines that have the punch and it tells you how hard you've punched it? Yeah, yeah. All the boys were at the pub doing it the other night and um, I've got a mate that's susceptible to a hamstring injury, plays footy and does his twings the hammy every training session um, and he had his first punch on it and uh, he tweaked the hammy. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Has someone got that machine at their house? No, nah, it was at a pub. Oh, yeah, that, sorry, yeah. And um, <laughs> he was telling me how he didn't want to tell anyone he tweaked the hammy, throw it a punch, but maybe maybe Clarky threw one and did a hammy, which would just be so sick, I reckon. Oh, maybe, yeah. It's the 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 um pissed um stoush injury is one to always hide from everybody else. I reckon. Yeah, I agree. You gotta unless you're limping, shirtless. Yeah, you gotta mask <laughs> it and say it happened somewhere else a couple of days down the track. <laughs> hide it for well, as long as you can. Is that, and is that person filming? Are they filming from a car? It looks like. Nah, I think they're standing at the taxi rank at Noosa, Noosa there next and to that because that's that car park next to the bus stop okay. off Hastings Street where that happened. And do you reckon, like, they didn't know it was clucking Carlos till they got a little bit closer? No, nah, I reckon they knew. And you know what I was thinking about the other day? Do you know how, like, uh, I think, like, Woman's Weekly or one of those news agencies or something um, – I mean, like Daily Telegraph or something, they like released it first. Daily Telegraph, so, And yeah. it didn't come out for weeks after it happened. But the person who had that footage, they would have, they must have been shopping that around. Oh, for sure. And how much do you reckon you'd get if you took footage like that to sell to like a news um, thing like that? I don't know. Do you reckon would, you'd you guys, get... would you guys do it? Would you guys would, dog if, the pop? If fucking oath. If yeah. to, if it I all do, depends on who it is, doesn't it? Fifty. If you gave me fifty thousand, if if I could get fifty thousand, if I was in Noosa at that taxi rank and I filmed that and I could sell that to for fifty thousand, you fucking better believe I would. What happens if it was um, let's replace Clark? But what happens if that was uh your boy boy idol? Nah, like uh Brett Lee. Well, there's something wrong with you if Michael Clark was your boy idol. I reckon. I mean, I mean, Brett, if Brett Lee. I wouldn't, your do idol. I wouldn't do it. Oh, if it was Brett Lee, I mean, you wouldn't you'd do bash it, would the you? person filming it. Yeah, yeah, there'd, yeah. Be, there'd be some uproar, wouldn't there? Oh, I wouldn't do it to Brett. <laughs> Binger. No way. Oh, you wouldn't do it to Binger. Nah. There's a lot of blokes you wouldn't do it to, but then there's just some that you would, and Michael Clark's one of them. Pup. <laughs> I, um, boys, I actually, I was out for dinner in Byron, and I think it was about, oh, I can't remember the exact month, but kind of late last year. And we're at, it's this new Italian restaurant, Italian on Belongel in Bayern. It's kind of fancy. Um, and I was there with my mate and his wife and kid. And um, we noticed that Carl was sitting sort of 20 metres away, oh, just across the restaurant from us. And he was going, he was with Clark's girlfriend, his wife, and maybe another guy. And the accountant. In, who's that, the accountant? I forget his name, but he's the accountant that was there. It's like, um, what is his name? Yeah, Someone. It, was like this, it was this big sort of bald guy, I think. Well, and, they um, always hang out with their accountant. Their accountant was there in, in that video too. Maybe it was him. And 
Carl's going to the toilets flat out, right? And you had to go through a door which had a hallway, which had a dunny in through the hallway. But every time he came out this hallway door, he was facing me and he'd literally come out, rub his nose, <laughs> sniff, and then go back to his seat. So he was obviously just going in there every – he was honestly going in there every fucking half an hour, right? Yeah. And then Clark, Clark rocked up and I didn't know that Clark had anything to do with Carl at this point in their relationship and stuff. And Clark, he rocked up. Clark, Carl and the accountant all went to the dunny together as soon as he rocked up and yeah. came out. Came out, And we're talking to restaurant boys. We're not talking a bar or anything. It was like a full-on sit-down restaurant. Did they eat anything? Fancy. I doubt it, Minga. Maybe a little bit of garlic bread early on. <laughs> I think they lard their stomachs with some garlic bread, yeah. And then you don't reckon just a bit of allergies, a bit of crayfish allergies or anything going on? Oh, <laughs> no. yeah, I think that's what it was. They're going too hard on the crayfish. But um, my little... mate, who I was with, like loves Carl Stefanovic. Oh, I think he loves him. I don't know. Carl's a legend. He's a bit of it. He's all right. And so Dean Dean timed it one time when Carl was going to the Danish. Dean sort of said, oh, "I'm going to go in now, so I can cross paths with Carl." And um, <laughs> he went in, followed him in there, and then Carl came out at the same time he was going in, and he pretended he didn't know Carl was in there. He's like, "Oh, Carl!" Apparently, Carl was a good bloke. Said good day, shook hands, said, "I'm Dean." And then uh, sweating. He was, yeah, Carl was dripping in sweat, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> from the from the lobster. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that was the last story about Carl and, and, and the pup. And this was Carl, probably a couple months. Carl shook his hand in the toilet. Yeah. That's so a good, he's a good bloke. He's a good bloke if you shake it out in the toilet, I yeah, reckon. Yeah, definitely. Especially after the lobster diarrhea. Yeah, he's a man of the people. Mm, he's a man of the people. I Carl, hope Clark but... fucking laid one on him. I, I'm sorry, Carl laid one on him. I really do. You know what? If if Carl's sitting up for his wife, uh, sorry for his sister-in-law, because Clark was you know dogging her, which he hats was. off to him. Yeah, it hats come off out, to him. he definitely was. I respect. What it's there's more coming out. Well, I think he, um, Clark apologised that he um, swore on his daughter's life. Oh yeah, He's wasn't like, oh, he? Apologised, swear on daughter's life, and it's all come out that it definitely happened. Wasn't he carrying on? Really? I swear on my daughter's life. Yeah, you can't do that, man. When you guilt, she had a date and everything. She had a date and the messages. She'd been talking to yeah, to her. De- December seventeenth. Do you want to take her to India? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said he's going to take her to India. Jesus Christ! I'd never, I'd never heard of that PE Nation brand that his ex misses. Um, Owns or something. Someone was talking to me like, "Oh yeah, she she owns PE Nation." I was like, "What the fuck is PE Nation?" And I had to look at it. It's the shittest fucking activewear stuff. As soon as my wife watched the video um, with me, she um like gasped and she was like, "That's Pip or whatever. What is that a name?" Pip? Yeah, Pip Edwards. Yeah, she's like, "That's Pip Edwards." Pip. Ed-. I'm like, because they say Pip at the very end before the video's cut, mm. and I'm like, "Oh, you're kidding me. Who's that?" And then it, it immediately. Got the photos up, you know. <laughs> but um, December 17th, busy night. Yeah, it's going to be a famous night for years to come. I feel like every December 17th, everyone's going to talk about you know, the anniversary of... Where is he? Clark's moment. <laughs> yeah, well, do, he's, he's a notorious fuckwit though, isn't he? He's, he's done pretty well for himself over the years, hasn't he? Because 
Oh, the he's always punched up, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. It seems like blokes blokes don't like him. But the those relationships he's had always seem to go down in like a fucking like ball of fire, though, don't they? Yeah, they do, don't they? You had a story in your corbs about um. Would, because I hang on, I was saying like a the I didn't know what the, all the Kadich, the Simon Kadich chat was that was coming out around it. And the memes yeah. and all that sort of stuff, like Kadich was right and all that, but yeah, the backstory to it, I didn't wasn't didn't realize that he'd fucked Kadich over. Did you know that story, Corbs? About the not, not before Kadich. you told it. Do you want give us a rundown for the listeners? Yeah, so um, in the Australian team, they have a team leader for the song. Every, so the team, so the the song leader is handed down to a person. That person does it during their time as a player. Um, I'm pretty sure it was it was Langer for ages. Now, at the moment, it's Nathan Lyon. And what happens is the leader of the song, everyone will get in a circle and they'll call it at a random time after the game. And it can be at any time. And that person, I think, usually goes around and says, Minga, fucking 80 runs today, huge effort. Corbs, four wickets, got Ben Stokes out, match-winning spell, you know. And they'll go through, pump each other up, and then they fire up into the song. And they, the song leader, they've got a name, I don't know what they call them. Um, it's sort of their choice, I think, when, when that song happens. And Clark, apparently after a test match, and that's probably pretty sacred time for a test cricket, I'd assume. You know, after the game, it's the time that everyone misses most when they're not playing sport. Uh, he was hurrying them up and he was sort of saying, when are we, let's wrap it up. Because he had a date with, uh, he had a date with Lara Bingle. <laughs> and Kadich, I know from all reports, Kadich is sort of like the ultimate kind of team guy, you know. Even the way he played, you can kind of tell he was like a gritty little fella. Um, apparently Kadich had just like had enough, grabbed him like by the neck, picked him up, pushed, <laughs> had him on the wall. And, um, yeah, basically said, like, pull your head into him and stuff. And then then Clark took over the captaincy. I don't know how long after. I can't really remember. But basically cut Kadich's career short, ended up – he got dropped from the Australian – I think he lost his Australian contract or something the year after he'd made the most runs for Australia. Um. Which is pretty fucked when you think about it, isn't oh, it? Ridiculous. Like, I think he literally made the most runs for Australia that calendar year, and he was he, he, his cricket Australia contract was terminated. Um, and this was a certain amount of time after that incident, so he just must have never really forgiven him. And and yeah, so that's probably why everyone's saying Caddick was right. Clark is the dog. Yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised. Pretty wild. Yeah, d- yeah. Is it the Oracle telling us about Hussey's hundredth game or fiftieth game or? No, nah, that was um, that was me. I got I got told up by um, by the Crick Oracle. Um, Dean, oh, Crick Oracle. Dino, yeah, he um, <clears throat> yeah, he said um on Hussey's. I think it was Hussey's either maybe last game even. Yeah. For oh, he's like yeah, because I don't think Hussey played a hundred games, so yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think it was his last game, and um, and this is the Crick Oracle. Crick Oracle told this story, yeah, to oh, me. Okay. He said, "Mate, because I was when we're the Crick about, Oracle talks, well, you, we, you listen." Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know 
much back rig compared to him at all. Um, and then, yeah, he just said Hussey's last game and um, all the players were in the shed having beers. And then the like players, fam- like, you know, immediate families were in the sheds as well because, you know, celebrating Hussey and Clark was trying to... A pretty similar sort of story almost. Like, Clark was hurrying them up and trying to round everyone up to go to this, like, corporate event after it. And they're all like... Oh. Nah. Yeah, and everyone kind of just went, nah, mate, it's like Hussey's last game. And then apparently... um he got really like shitey with the whole team and um, the only person to leave with Clark to go to this corporate event because he wanted more backing there was, was Warner and the rest of the players apparently stayed there late into the night into the sheds with, that'd be right with Hussey, you know, and apparently like everyone was really off him after that. Um, You don't show him the support for Hussey. You can't do that. Who's also cricket. He's a legend. That's Mr. Cricket. Yeah. If Mr. Cricket's not a dad figure, no oh, one is. Oh. He's, he's got to be one of the best dads, you know? Fucking nice. What about how... Yeah. Do you know how Clark's a bit of a fucking knob? Is, you, know, you can tell because... Like, you can, say, you can say he's dated, like, all these good-looking chicks and stuff, but look at who else Lara Bingle, for instance, like, dated before him. Brendan Favola. Yeah. So, obviously... Yeah. She doesn't have the best taste. I've actually got a few Fev stories too. Yeah, not, not like, I, I got, you know, nothing against have Fev. Got some Fev stories, mean, Corbs, give yeah, them to us. I've got some funny Fev stories. Well, actually, we should call the Crick Oracle for one of them because he's heavily involved in one of them. But call the um, Crick Oracle. Oh, mate, it's so funny. But <laughs> actually, we probably sh- yeah, we should call him for this other one. We might, if we can't do that today, we'll do it next week because it's so funny, the one that he's involved in with Fev. But... We might have to do it next week this, when we're all here because I've already got... Yeah, that's fine. Cause, on the phone. But this other one was my um, my brother used to manage Union Jacks in, in Brisbane in in the city on Charlotte Street. And, um, Is that a club? Yeah, it's like a sports bar club. Um, but... Shithole. Mate, it, it was it was loose when he was managing it. We used to, you know, it was we used to play up a fair bit there. But um, Feb's come in one night and... Um, couldn't get in because he was in like sandals, and um, they're like the security's. He's like, "Oh, come on, guys!" Like, and apparently he was blind, and he's like, "Come on, let us in, let us in." They're like, "No, nah, we can't let in the sandals." So Is this he, when he was playing for the Lions? Uh it might have been at the back end actually when he was playing. Okay, I'll confirm that with my brother. But my brother was managing. He, he was out the front because he used to come out when it was like when there were the big heavy lines out the front. And he used to help out with the, with the security there, and um. Bev's gone, oh, give me two seconds and run straight back to the cab that just dropped him off. And then got this like five, five foot something short um, cabbie and like be- begged him to buy his shoes off him <laughs> and ended up giving the guy like 150 bucks cash to like put on these like just more than sandal sort of shoes that were like... You know, a size seven, and apparently he's out the front on the ground <laughs> squeezing into him, and everyone's like, "Come on, hurry up!" He's like, "Give me a minute!" And apparently, he squeezed him into him, and his, his feet were like popping out. And they're like, "Well, we got to let you in." Like, that's that's great. Effort. And the first thing he did is went up. He went, "He went, are you the manager?" To my brother, and he goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "Don't let me get too pissed tonight. Don't let me get too pissed." And my brother's like, "Oh, you know, we can't anyway, you know." But why? And he's like, "I can't, I, I can't like be playing up. Like, I'm, I'm sort of under." And then my brother apparently throughout the night had to go up and be like, 
mate, yeah, I reckon that's enough because he started getting real, <laughs> he started getting real <laughs> rowdy. And, and Bev's like, who, who are you? And he's like, I'm the manager. You spoke to him before. And Bev's like cross-eyed going, oh, okay. Like, And apparently, apparently then my brother ended up hanging out with him for the next like two two hours just making sure he wasn't playing up too much because he was like ready to mount the bar, you know, sort of like carrying on. But yeah, Jeez. my brother came home just like, he's like, boy, do I have a story for you, Corb, you know, mate. <laughs> he said he was an absolute legend, but he said he, went on the, he was like, he was out of control, but he was like a real lad's lad, you know, really like funny and... He is a legend. He is. Oh, I haven't heard, I haven't heard many bad things about him. And no. I've also heard, I've also heard he, he doesn't touch the gear. He just gets real pissed because... I don't know who told me the story, but apparently he was at kick-ons one night and it must have been one of my mates at back of the – oh, it was it was uh, my brother-in-law, Sammy Gillings. Um, oh, Matt, that's mad respect if someone can do that. That's rare. Apparently, Sammy went back to his house and everyone was kicking on and Fed was just sitting on the couch watching TV and knocking back cruises by himself. And, Fuck, that's rare. And, and he just like – I think he might have just offered Sammy – Couple of cruises cruise. and they were just sitting there, just pumping cruises, just happy, you know. Jeezy would have pumped a few cruises too because the man can drink. Oh, he would have been powerful. It was so I powerful. love a cruiser. <laughs> yeah, it's not and, a bad res- alternative. Oh, just that you, whole motion yeah. of being in a kick on drinking cruises and rejecting. It's the best. Once you've awesome. been on, if you've been on the beers all day or all night or whatever, getting on the cruises is the best. You know, it's the only way to go. You know, one of my favourite Fev stories, boys, it's not about drinking, but when he was – he's prime, he was real good at footy. And he was actually just an absolute freak his whole career. Um, and they played this Legends match, which was which is kind of like – it was State of Origins. Uh, they sort of did a one-off. I think it was 2008. And it was Victoria versus the All-Stars. So I think it's Victoria versus the rest of the country. And Bob Murphy, who used to play for the Bulldogs – wrote this article about it and he was saying there was all these, obviously all these egos and stuff in one room, you know, and it was rare. With you guys, you got State of Origin every year, so all these guns would have a lot to do with each other every year, you know. They'd probably be pretty good mates. But in but back in the day, we, weren't, we didn't have State of Origin for ages, so this, was, this being a one-off was kind of a rare thing. And apparently everyone was in the rooms before the game and it was sort of quiet and, you know, no one really knew what to do because they didn't really know each other and there was all these guns and, you know, no one wanted to carry on or anything like that. But apparently, Fev was running around. They used to call him the Fevolution. And <laughs> apparently, Fev, Fev was running around, throwing the ball up in the air, taking, like, speckies by himself, yelling out, who's going to stop the loosh? And <laughs> he's, he was just going... He's going, who's going to stop the loose shit? He was just running around like taking hangers by himself. <laughs> oh, God. That's what you need, man, uh, hey, to break the... Uh, and I, oh, how good's that, though? He just had he had the guts to sort of do that in front of, you know, all these huge egos and he's just running around going, who's going to stop the loose? I just love it. I just love the that. Loosh? What yeah, he called himself the loose. What a fucking yeah. legend. Yeah, we'll have Favola on one day. Do you think um, a state of origin in AFL would be competitive and what state do you think would give Victoria a run for their money if any? Uh, oh, WA and probably WA South Australia. WA's um, got quite a, would have quite a small pool to choose from compared to Victoria though, right? Yeah, I think Victoria would 
would dominate. But it would have to be that All Stars. Um, South, I think South Australia actually used to be all right. Um, and then All Stars was they had allies, which was I think it might have been Queensland, Northern Territory, and maybe New South Wales combined. Uh-huh. And Tassie, maybe I can't remember if Tassie had their own side or not. Uh, Dano, is that yeah. when is that when a fair few of the Queensland players would have been pretty hot as well? Brizzy Lions sort of era. Oh, I don't, I don't reckon. But like Simon Black of, hot, like oh, not 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 like hot, attractive Simon oh. Black, but some like um, but sort of like that, you know. I think it <laughs> yeah, was yeah. more the nineties where they went hard, like mid nineties, which was a bit before the Brisbane era. But it was like Gary Ablett, Tony Locker, like all those kind of big dogs. Did anybody ever um, beat? Has anyone ever beaten Victoria in one of those matches? Oh, I feel like I've watched highlights where there were some close ones. I can't remember. I can't remember Victoria really losing, but I know that that, that it was competitive. I'm pretty sure it was South Australia that was good because I'm pretty sure Dunstall, who was a gun, played for South Australia. Um, and they were they were pretty good. There's heaps of players that are guns from other states. Yeah, but can they field a whole team? Is the thing. Yeah, I don't know. They they do like mock state of origin teams these days. Oh yeah, and, and, don't, um, and don't play. They don't play. Yeah. But they do like you know people just do these mock up ones, and they actually look like they'd be pretty competitive matches. I reckon. Why don't they fucking I just know. play? Do it, it at the end of the season or something. Yeah. yeah. Do it as soon just as the weird. season's over. Just do it as a big exhibition match. Yeah, because you know? they could do like a little bit of a comp CG with it for sure. Yeah. It'd be sick, wouldn't it? And I think it would have to happen at the end of the season because for sure, yeah, have, the risk the of injury after, and stuff. Have the week after final or two weeks after finals after the blenders finish. You know. It'd be so sick if it became a thing that players took pride in and wanted to make and stuff, don't you reckon? That's the thing. Just how, be... how many of the final winners, you know, the grand final winners, you know, would really care going into that? Yeah, um, well, that's the thing. It would take a while to get any, you know, I suppose if there was legitimacy some good money, around money it. incentive, I guess, for it. You know, if you got picked, you got... Should be, is. should be pride. Yeah, of course, but... That, mate, we're, it's Queensland. We're talking, talking about to, Victorians. Yeah, it's Queensland. Yeah. talking about Victorians. Yeah. yeah oh, you guys are so lucky that you get... <laughs> you guys are so lucky with your state of origin. I oh, know. Yeah, I'm jealous. Well, you can, you know, well, you know what? You can be you, part of it, mate. You can have your kid in Queensland. You're not too far <laughs> from there. Just, go, just yeah, book into one of the hospitals up there. That's true, Minga. And I'd, I'd only want to be a Queenslander because of Queensland spirit, even though I'm in New South. But You're close I understand enough. that... Yeah, yeah, but I you're, be, but you're, Victor- you're, you're in Victorian, good company. you know. So you, you you have the choice of just immediately going for Queensland, you know. Yeah, it's I like, always it's like a lot of the Kiwis. Yeah. A lot of the Kiwis I've met, they just go for Queensland, you know. Yeah, I think so I do as well. They're used to the All Blacks winning, they just used to Queensland winning. Yeah. I guess you know, it's just I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, the, blue, the blue police is that what you call them? The, the cops, police? yeah. They're just soft, mate. They're soft. <laughs> it's like the longest yard. And that mean machine <laughs> movie and stuff, yeah. you know, it's that's exactly what it's like. How it, is. it is exactly like that, dude. Always, we've been the underdogs mm. for a while. Yeah, keep delivering. <laughs> yeah, you guys are just working class. Yeah, exactly, God. just farmers, really. Yeah. Whole bunch of tough farmers with tough forearms. They can really wrangle sheep and wrangle men. Yeah, any minutes yeah. when they deep, mm. they go down. They just real blue collar, blue collar community. I think we mentioned the, it on the no, potty. The, yeah, the, and the you know the blues, the bourgeois blues, some people like to call them. Yeah, get, get, go back to Bondi, the bougie blues. Yeah, exactly. 
It's a yeah. different thing. Yeah, piss off back to your eastern suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking toffs. Actually, talk well, like while we were just talking about cricket before, Dano, I know um, you'd be right around what Steve Smith just did before uh, this in this week um, in the Big Bash. Yeah, mate. Like, wasn't that ridiculous? I didn't even, I, I didn't even know he was. Pl- well, I, I saw the ad that um, you know these stars are back in the Big Bash, you know, and showed him and a few of other Australians. And I didn't know that game was on. I was doing something at the time. I think I was putting Ash to bed, and then one of the boys in one of the threads said, "Mate, Smith is off." Like, I think he was on like fifty-eight off 20, 20 balls. Twenty was it yeah. something like that? Twenty something balls, twenty-two. It's been going at like two a ball, pretty much. That's insane, isn't it? It's insane. He was playing shit. Like, he didn't – in the World Cup, you know, the World Cup that happened not long ago, the 2020 World Cup. Yeah. Australia were really disappointed. He wasn't getting a game. I don't remember thinking he should have been getting a game, but I guess looking back, it's like – How can you not? How can you not put him in? the greatest of all time. And I can't remember who told me. I think I was like, oh, Smith's playing the 2020, and they're like, I don't think – He's going to be as good. He's well. No, they said he's not as good. He won't be nearly as good in 2020, obviously, because he needs. He's a full Test cricketer. Dano uh, was saying that. Was it you, Dano? Probably was me. Yeah. How do you reckon he'd go in a T1, T2? Oh, I think he'd be pretty good in a T1, T2. I think he's just found his mojo in the T20s, but I think he could probably find his mojo in a T1, T2 as well, Mingo. Well, I look forward to yeah. that, especially the T2. Now, I feel like he just T2's didn't have... more his game. Yeah, T2 man. And not the, get, not the company, like, he's, he's not into T, but T2, the, the cricket format, the famous cricket format. Oh, Her, yeah, herbal tea. I was talking about the cricket. Oh, yeah. I was you weren't talking about, about the tea? I was talking about herbal tea. Oh, you're talking about He's talking about tea. like chamomile. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think he's good at that too. Darjeeling. Darjeeling? No, Green. We'll get to the bottom of this, but uh, Rue Boyce. Yeah, green tea or bog. <laughs> My mum drinks a bog tea. Apparently, made of actually shit. Bog. Oh yeah. Bog. <laughs> bog. bog tea. Wow. Really? Hey, let me. Hey, hang on, let me ask it, Mum. <laughs> What's that bog tea you drink? Bog tea. Yeah. Is it actually called that? Oh, oh what's it called? <laughs> This is for the potty. We're live. Oh, she's got it. Oh, here we go. It's called the. This is for the listeners out there. Regular strength dieters, Nutri Slim Tea, a special Oriental blend oh. of fragrant herb tea. Where where'd the bug come from? The Orientals know this, what they're doing. Does this just make you shit? You or does it make the, the general public? That's why it's called bog tea. Anyone? That's what it is. Yeah, who invented the bog tea name? The Orientals. Ah, cool. <laughs> All right. The Orientals. Here you go, boys. The Orientals know how to stay regular. They know how to. Uh, yeah, they know how to flush the system. Well, that's. Um, but yeah, Steve Smith into all sorts of herbal teas. I hear. Definitely had a few before. Um, before that game. Yeah. A few greens, I reckon. A few matches. Montana. On a serious note, boys, it's good to see him doing this in the T20s because I feel like these guns, legends, 
They deserve this sort of credit. He was shunned a little bit in this short cricket. Obviously, he's a gun, so he can play these shots and do all this stuff, but he just didn't really get, didn't really hit that niche batting in these games. So it's sick to see it. Hopefully, he gets back into the team. I thought we were talking about during the um, T20 World Cup how we needed to play more players from the BBL that were. T20 specialists instead of just 100%. having like the I still, test players and I still stuff think like that. that. I still think that. And Steve Smith was playing like a test cricketer in these games, you know. He was making eight off 12 balls and things like that. He's come out now and he's just going ballistic, which is probably what he should have been doing the whole time, yeah. playing with a bit of bit of freedom rather than trying to construct these innings. And he's come out and he's just going for it. It's, it's paying off for him and it's probably what he's been better off doing the whole time. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think I feel like maybe he's just come and released the shackles a bit, just gone for it, and hopefully he just keeps doing that. He's going to make some small scores batting like that as well, but probably better off making small scores, having a crack rather than batting kind of slow, making small scores. It's just a bit of a, it's two negatives in a row. Oh, for sure. And the small scores, um, wh- where do you cap a small score? Like I'd say 10, a small score, twenty uh, small score. Yeah, probably like probably twenty. Okay. He was making 10s, 12s, you know, facing a similar amount of balls. He, you know, now in these last three games, he's been going at two runs a ball, which is like it's elite. Yeah, epic. Yeah. And against the Minows in the T20, those Minows, the bowling attack in the T20 World Cup would have been worse than what he's facing in the Big Bash. You'd think so. You know, so he could have been doing this exact same thing in the, in the T20 World Cup. Kind of hurts a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Well, we had a UFC on the weekend as well. Um, it was pretty good. It was in Brazil. Now, before talking about any of the fights, th- something that stood out to me over oh. this card was um, just the crowd oh, in Brazil God. there. And you weren't happy. I'm not. Wasn't happy about it at all. Because Still not happy. They, when they started throwing stuff at Moreno bottles and everything when he was leaving the arena, I um. I kind of get that they're annoyed about the the thumb in the eye, the thumb, the knuckle of the thumb the going knuckle. in the eye. But it was accidental, and it's not exactly illegal. But it's um, it's a, it is actually weird when you think about it because I haven't really seen that before, and it's kind weird of like that hasn't happened, isn't it? It's kind of like a flaw in the glove design, really, because if you if you if that's not illegal, but you can hit somebody with that. With that part of your hand, that's essentially like poking someone in the eye. I, I feel it's the same as sorry to interrupt. I feel it's the same as like if a knuckle hits the eye. I know that's padded, but yeah, like it's he was going for that big like I I, I um missed half that fight due to bloody streaming difficulties. But um, I watched that slow mo multiple times, and he was he wasn't intentionally going for like you know what I mean. No, like it was just that swing. But I think it's I think it's the same. It's essentially the same as a finger hitting you in the eye. I mean, it's not covered. It's like it's going to penetrate the eye socket. So I don't know how yes, you like. So, so, would, so would a toe. Yeah, I know. Or a ball of it, or a ball of but a the foot, toe. You know? But the foot doesn't have like a glove on it. I just reckon they need to make just change the glove around a little bit. Maybe just cover that up. Yeah. Because that somehow. because like I think like I said like he he wins that way, but. It's pretty. It's it's slightly. It's unlucky and it's slightly unfair to go down like that. Because Would it fuck the grappling, though, Mingo. If they 
Uh, nah, there's there's glove designs out there that'd be fine. Like you still leave it like the inside of the palm and stuff completely open. It's just they just need a little cover on that right thumb. Like yeah. I don't, I think they could do it. It's just I don't know. Like that, I, just watching that, it's like oh, you should probably fix that because that's no way to fucking win a fight or or lose a fight. I think. And it seems like a grey area where it's kind of like, oh, it's legal, but it's like, but it's essentially poking someone in the eye. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. But I can understand, like, so anyway, I can understand the crowd being pissed off, but Moreno's the most lovable guy in the UFC. And he was winning that fight. Clearly. Yeah, he was smoking. Clearly, and clearly now, winning. And the, and the respect between those two guys is always there, even after that. And... um. Just for them to just unload on him as he was walking out was just fucking pathetic. And I remember saying to someone when I watched that, I was like, I don't think this crowd are actual like MMA fans if they're going to do that to Moreno because no nobody hates like nobody would do that to Moreno. And like and then and then what then after thinking that at, in the last fight, Glover nearly killed himself in there for for that for that crowd. For him to come out that last round with that fucking giant cut above his eye after being had the shit beaten out of him at 43, 44 years old and come back out for that last round and give it everything he's got, that crowd had disappeared. The The, sta- the stadium was completely empty by the time they'd got to him for his retirement speech. He was always going to retire after that fight. So I don't know how they didn't, like, how, like, what the, why would that the Brazilian crowd leave that arena before Glover even retires after that um, effort headline. he just put in for them? I, I could not believe it. And it just made me think, like, are all those people that went there just there to see, like, brutal, like, fights and they're not actually fans of the sport? Because that's what it looks like. And that's fucking crazy. Man, it's really interesting you said that, what you said, because I remember you said that in the thread as well. You're like, are these guys even fans? Yeah. And I read, like, I was then perusing a, like, I, I read one of the things saying disgraceful scenes from the um, Brazilians, you know, the Brazilian. And then one of the comments underneath it was from a Brazilian um, guy, one of the main comment things, back in the comment section again. And, um, <laughs> and, Geez, you're um, good for a comment. Yeah, course. like oh, I just had to look to be like, what are these? What are the main thoughts of these people on this? And mm. then one was a Brazilian guy going, um, most of these people, and it, it almost like was identical to what Con said. They're like, most of these people, most of the MMA fans in Brazil um, weren't able to go to this fight due to the ticket prices. Yeah, that's so, what I thought might yeah, have happened. And, yeah. yeah, oh, that's right. You even said it before, and this guy verified it, this Brazilian. He's yeah. like, because um, of exuberant t- ticket prices. Like, cause we know how much they were in Australia. Apparently, they were, they were not far off that in Brazil. And and they yeah. said, all these real fight fans it's so expensive. definitely can't, couldn't afford to go. So it's a lot of these people, they're either corporate or well, people with a lot of money, you know? Yeah. Um, they're just there to see blood and violence. God, I hope that doesn't happen in Australia. Oh, you know I feel I mean? like it won't. I feel like it won't happen here. How it's disgraceful bit, was the what's it called? A different fight, culture here, I reckon. Remember the fight, um, the boxing one, um, um, Cambosis. Yeah, that was pretty disgraceful. That first fight. Well, I don't know what happened in it. Like um, all the all the Greek fans there were like, um, you know, booing Haney and his whole thing. Like, and I understand booing. You know, that that's it. Part of every game, you boo the opposition. Blah blah blah. That's fine. That's play on. I think it was it was pretty disgraceful scenes after it. Like there was almost it was almost like soccer hooligans, you know, like they were they were really carrying on and uh, yeah. I watched it going, what the fuck is this? This is a real bad representation of us. But then I, I don't know if it was just a lot of people. A lot of people who went there weren't. I don't know if they were 
full solid boxing fans or now they're just right around it because a fellow Greek is now in it. You know what I mean? Because they were literally acting like soccer hooligans. Yeah, I'd say they weren't boxing fans. That's what I mean. Yeah. They're not proper. Because like, I don't care who wins. Uh, and this is just me speaking. I know like you guys would be the same. If someone wins outright and wins well, because Haney won convincingly. But if, yeah, same with um, Marino. Or, and I know that was a funny stoppage with the um, eye thing and that. But you, you don't. And fair enough, you boom a bit, you know, but you don't throw shit at the at a champion, you know. Yeah, I don't even think you boo That's after someone. Like, wins, I, I, man. I, I never like, boo. I never boo after a like rugby union or rugby league match when I'm there. I'm like, oh, we get uh, we got pieced up, you know. Booing after the who who the, actually yells out boo? Like who is the who actually I, thinks? I think you can boo someone if you don't like them and they have that like they're like the um, the bad guy. When they're when they're entering and like the the fight, I think that's when it's acceptable. But well, after like they won fairly, I don't think a boo is like acceptable at all. No, nah, definitely. I not. think that's just kind of silly. But yeah, I don't know. It's like once it's done and they've won fair and square, it should be all respect. Like you should be um, acting like how the person you're supporting is probably acting in that situation. God, you know? I hope it doesn't happen in Australia, Con. No, look, he'll probably get he'll probably get booed on the way out. But uh, to fight Volk, but I don't think afterwards people are going to boo him and like throw shit at him. After Volk wins, after <laughs> yeah. man, no one's going to be booing after Volk wins. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I reckon they'll be gone nuts. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wouldn't that be yeah, amazing? Did, did you see the face off in the crowd? Oh yeah, the face, the face off? off was so friendly. What an, it was so funny. Did you hear what, hear the words? Yeah, they That's were like, weren't they like, how are you? Yeah, how, He's how like, how are you? And they're like trying not to laugh and smile at each other because yeah, they're yeah. like obviously mad respect for each other. And and then he's like, how was, how was Thailand? Yeah, yeah. No, no, he's like, how, how's your training? And he's how's like, your training he's camp? Like, yeah, yeah, good. And he goes, good, good news, in Thailand. In Thailand. And he's like, yeah, yeah, And Volk Thailand. goes, thought that was a bit of a cheeky remark. He must have um, seen it. He must have um, had some friends that were in Thailand watching me. And if they were watching me, they'd be seeing that I was doing good things. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Volk, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was so funny. Um, this, this I'm is trying to get my dad into the Volk fight. Volk looks bigger. It's the biggest moment in a str- in combat sports history. I for don't care Australia, what any, I don't sure. care what anyone says. It is like it's not like if, even if you're a boxing like um, purist, you don't really follow the UFC. It doesn't matter. Like that. That's the bi- this is the biggest moment in Australian combat sports history. It just is. Like he's going, he's going to achieve something in Australians never achieved in mixed martial arts. He's already pound for pound. Yeah, he's fighting arguably one of the best guys to ever. Probably the best grappler to ever. Yeah, to ever fight in the sport. And it's, you know, all odds are against him. It's on home soil. Like, there is just he's no doubt about it. It's huge. Huge. God, I'm excited. Can't even talk fighting about Fighting weight. yeah, it's crazy. I'm, I'm embarrassingly nervous. Like, Me too. every day. Me too. I don't even I feel want like to... I'm the fight. I feel like I'm fight. I feel like you when you got out of surgery and you go, I, I, feel, I feel like you're like... fighting Islam. <laughs> I feel like I'm fighting Islam. <laughs> yeah, Every day yeah. I'm a little bit more nervous. Yeah, I don't even want to comment on just, that fight. Yeah, uh, the only thing I want to say now, and obviously because what I think like, will happen. That week lead up to it, that body's going to just be filled with comments. But yeah, look, I just, even if he doesn't, even if Islam is too powerful and too strong, I just hope it's not quick. Yeah, I don't even. I just hope it's not quick. Do you know what I mean? Because what I want to happen doesn't match up with what what I think will happen. Nah, every every UFC is a surprise. I reckon. Yeah, like it's. uh, I don't know. 
That's going to be, yeah. It's going to be crazy. But um, those fights on the weekend, the other ones were pretty good as well. Some of those other Yeah, fights, they were good. I watched some of those ones before. They were, they were bloody interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Boys, but, hey? I've just got a quick one while we're talking about crowds. Mm. I don't want to change the subject too much, but have you ever watched much of the tennis? Oh, yeah. I've watched heaps. How, do you think it's a bit ridiculous how little the tennis players can handle noise in the crowd? Is it... I don't know. I was watching Novak last night. He's shaking his head. Yeah, he wants the Australian crowd to get around him, but it's the slightest sound when he's about to serve. It's, it's you know, it's one person yelling, but they can't concentrate. Is that just... I, I'm, I'm, no, no, you're right. I, I, I'm, around, I'm around it as far as the tennis player's perspective because I think that's like an old school thing where it's got to be... Like, you know what I mean? It's quiet as you watch it through the rally. There's no noise. Um it's just peak concentration. I guess it's the same in golf, isn't it? Yeah, I like my I golf, say, so yeah. I can. I understand it. I understand it as well, like because someone, some, if if someone screams out and you know they whack their serve out or something, you know, that's got to be a reserve. It's because it's it's part of it. I think it's a bit of like the gentleman sort of thing, you know, with it. It's a bit more. I think tennis players are wankers though. Overall, yeah, except for Federer, I mate. think so. Not for guys Federer? like Federer, Nadal, Nadal. No, come on, not like that. Pat Rafter. Oh, Pat Rafter, isn't he a dad? Yeah. Jeez, he's a dad. Jeez, he's a dad. Yeah. You know, it was, That's a dad. remember Pat's little white patch in his beard? Oh, yeah. It's a dad patch. Was <laughs> oh. Pat Rafter from Tasmania? I'm pretty sure he lives in Byron. I've seen him at Noosa Bullshit. a few times. Yeah. Does he live in Byron? Pretty sure he does, Ming. I'm pretty sure he's in Broken Head or something. Actually, um, oh, that's sick. me and uh, my wife, Nick, went to um, Noosa one time to Sunshine Beach and stayed there for a week or whatever, and then... We went to this little oh. restaurant there. Sorry, this it's. I thought it was somewhere awesome like this. He's from Mount Isa oh. in northwestern Queensland. Oh shit, that's crazy. That's why he's such a dad. Mining town. That's oh, salt yeah. in the earth out there. There's a bit of dad about that. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go on. What you saying? Oh, no, I was just Pat Rafter was next to us, um, eating with his wife and two other friends, and um, he must have caught like snipered me. I reckon. Twelve times through dinner, staring at like, him, staring at him, staring at him while he was eating his lobster. Yeah, I just, I just wanted, I wanted like, I was going to my wife because I was a bit, I was a little bit pissed with my wife, and I was like, oh, because we were just smashing bottles of red, and I was like, should I, like, is it out of control if I get him to sign my Bonds undies? So Bonds on, and I was like, and he, this is when he was like peak Bonds ads, and um, my wife's like, don't, don't do it, but um, I was just so, I was just saying like. A bit like taken back and like how I don't know. It's just I've been like that when you sit in some like you or you see someone like really famous that you want to talk to and you're just staring at him for like hours on end. He was under two meters away from me, a meter and a half, and he'd, he'd look <laughs> over and see me, and I'd have to look straight back down at my dish and go fuck, and then 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 he'd look, I'd see him look back up, and I'd just go straight back to staring at him a little bit, and I'm like, because I was just contemplating my how do I run this? Am I going to say, hey Pat, I don't want to do it while that he's sitting at the table. I actually don't want to confront anyone ever that's famous. Um, you know, you just don't want to bother him while they're in public, you know. But um, I, I, I reckon the stairs would have definitely bothered him probably a little bit by the end. Is, <laughs> is there someone you just couldn't you just couldn't help yourself? Volkanovski. <laughs> yeah. Volkanovski's definitely one. Like, that just comes to oh, mind because yeah. we were just speaking about him. Yeah. Um, Shane Warne, if he was around, definitely would have had to have said oh, something to Shane Warne. I saw Warne at the airport once, boys. One of the biggest regrets of my life. And I was with Borg and, and I was like, Borg, it's fucking Shane Warne. And the airport was pretty quiet, and he went out to smoke a dart, 
right near me. And I said, oh, I just can't, I can't bother warning, you know. And then these two Bogan sort of ladies went up to him and he was a fucking legend to them. They were smoking darts together and then they got photos with him. And I couldn't just jump on after that. Oh, you, you know, could have easily. Like, That's even more of an invite. Yeah, I don't know what you mean. Oh, I know what you mean. You're like, oh, he's probably had enough now, you know? Yeah, I, they, they yeah. got him and I can't they, do they it. They got him. They got him good. I had a, I, I, I smoked a full ciggy next to Justin Hodges while he was smoking a ciggy in a smoking area in uh, Brisbane one night. In Uber? The club? No, Uber nah, club? it was the Paddo Hotel. I saw him out there on his own, about to have a ciggy, and I just walked straight up to him and I was like, Justin. He's like, hey, mate, and shook his hand and I was like, how you going? And That's he what he's playing, right? He was playing, yeah. yeah. He was playing for Queensland then, and, and yeah. like, I, and so I'd pulled out a ciggy and smoked, smoked, smoked a whole ciggy with him, and just chatted to him. And he was a fucking legend. He even told me at the time, Greg Inglis, who was playing in uh, Melbourne, I think at the time, he was like, "Oh yeah, Greg's um, he's like Greg wants to come up here and play for the Broncos." And I was like, "Really oh. bullshit." And he's like, "Yeah, he's like, well, his family, his wife's from up here, and he wants to move back up and stuff." So. He's like trying to work that out. And I was like, fuck, no way. That'd be epic. But that's some serious like inside information. Oh, yeah. That's how good that of a bloke he was. Especially over a dub. That's when you really... Another one that was Carmichael Hunt. I saw in a TAB on the Gold Coast at, at uh, Burley one day. And uh, I was going in there to put on a bet. And he was next to me at the putting on his bet. And I was like, oh, Carmichael. And he's like, oh, hey, bro. And then... I started talking to him. I was like, what are you betting on? And it was like the first game of the NRL season and it was the Dragons versus, and it was when Bennett, I think, was coaching the Dragons versus the Bulldogs or something. And he's like, oh, I'm putting a bet on the Dragons. And I was like, oh, yeah, do you reckon they're going to win? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I reckon Wayne's going to have them firing. He's like, and I was like, oh. And I was actually about to bet on the Bulldogs. So I changed my bet. And they won? Bulldogs won. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you can't. Is that when you wrestled him? Nah, no, but the I, but he was so fucking nice. Like, um, it, it's it's just good when people like that are so open to just having a conversation with you, with a punter. You know, they're not weird about you talking to them or something like that. Isn't that funny? Hodges was on the dubs as well because he loves a dub. We, we were at that Uber place I said before. That's why I asked if it was when it was there. Yeah, and they, they were on Origin. Judy's. I don't even know if I should be talking about this, really. Why? I don't want to blasphemy anyone. Everybody knows he loves a dart. Well, yeah, there's a bit more to it, but we're, 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 me and Dars were there, and um, he's with this guy that he worked with at the time um, at Foot Locker as well. It's a guy named Dave. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Dave's like, how are you, blah, 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 um, to us. And um, Dave's like, oh, come meet Justin. I'm like, oh, yeah. Who? Like, I thought it was just his mate, me and Dars there, out in the pump, the super busy area. And then... um. It's Hodges. Hodges backs to us and he taps Hodges and they're, they're wearing origin polos or like or these pot, these sort of polo things. And he's like, um, he's like, hey, boys. And we met him. We're like, oh, sweet. How are you, mate? Like, blah, blah, And so just started chatting with him. Nice as. And then all of a sudden, Greggy Inglis pops up behind him. <laughs> swear, swear to God. Pops up behind him and he's like <laughs> rolling googed and, um, <laughs> and, and, and was t- kept tapping Hodges' shoulder. And, and he saw Hodges be like, yeah, yeah, in a minute. And he's like, kept tapping his shoulder and Hodges goes, oh, right. And then pops out, pops a dory pack out of his out of his pocket and hands Greggy a, a, a dory and Greg like rolled off like. He's in just bliss. Heavily good. I was like, holy fuck, are you guys in origin camp? And I think it was like dead middle of the origin games. And I, I just couldn't believe it. And I was like, 
mate, did you see that? And Darcy goes, holy mackerel. And then, um, yeah, we're just... Oh, yeah, they're human. Yeah, I know, exactly. It's just, it was... It was, it was spectacular to see. You know? Oh, that's fucking amazing. It spectacular. It's so good to see your heroes getting on it just like you do. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing better than that. <laughs> Is, uh, was Hodges a gun? Yes. Yeah, Hodges was a gun. Fucking oh. He was hated as well and still by is. The, by the, by blues. the blues. blues. Yeah. yeah. Still hated there, you know. Um, everyone calls him super grubby and that, but he was just he was just an aggressive centre, you know. Just passionate. Um, always happy, you know, give a bit of a face rub if needed. If But again, generally against... Their aggressors, yeah, yeah, like their aggressors, to, to psych them up, to put them off the game and that. But obviously didn't hurt any New South Wales fans by that. But, um, yeah, he was a great centre, mate. Very great. He was good, good, um, good defence and, and very good attack. Yeah, he was. I saw, I saw my childhood hero during the Christmas break, boys, Who? like Nathan Buckley. And oh, yeah. he's like, Bucks. he's like proper. I'm talking, couldn't be more of a child, like my idol. And we were, at the, we were in Janjak and I had, to, oh, my, I had to go get beers and I went to the Janjak pub, which is a pretty quiet little pub. And as soon as I pulled in, I, I just I could sense it. And <laughs> he, he was out the front with a crew. It was a crew of people, maybe 10 of them, and that was the only crew that was there. And I could just – I felt something in the air. I was like, Bucks, there's a presence here. And I looked in, it was Bucks. And I – Instantly messaged a few people. I said, guys, look, everyone knows he's my hero. And I was, like, really nervous. And everyone started ringing me saying, mate, you've got to go up to him. You've got to fucking tell him, you know. I've got photos with him as a kid and I've tweeted him a few times in the last few years and he's got back to me. And so we had a bit of – we had a conversation I could have started with him, you know, about a couple of these tweets. And – I went into the pub, had to buy the beers over the counter, but they didn't have I didn't have much there. And I was walking out of the of the pub part. There was no one else in there. And Bucks was walking in. And I looked up and he was walking towards me. And we had to we looked locked eyes for, you know, ten meters. And I'm thinking, fuck, this is it. And I fucking choked and I just kept walking. Oh, yeah, but you just don't want to disturb him, mate. It's you fucking so coward. It's so hard. It's so hard. You coward. Mm. Um, and I've copped a bit of shit for it, but. Anyway, back to the tennis. Um, so is Djokovic going to win this? I'll be honest, I haven't been watching. I did, there's something about he's tennis. Gonna, I'm he's going to win really... by a street. He's going to. I think Sitsipas wins tomorrow as well. And then I think I think it sits past first. Well, while we, just before we go any further into this, uh, Djokovic being a Serbian, we might as well uh, touch on the Serbian national dish, if that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, apparently they have a couple. Uh, a sama. It's a mix of ground pork or beef with rice rolled in leaves of cabbage. Kind of looks like a delmade. Uh, delmade. Gibi yunk. Gibi anka. An egg and cheese pie made with phyllo dough. Right, that sounds like a quiche. Uh, uh, Jeskovica, a ground beef or pork patty. Sounds like a beef patty. <laughs> and uh, yeah, paprika soup. Ooh, that sounds all right. So they got a bit going on over there. That's pretty good. That sounds good. That's good. Um, but yeah, look, I don't know. It's... He's obviously been cop- still copying a lot of slack for that uh, whole um, vaccination thing. 
I remember at the time last year when that was go- was it last year? Yeah. When that was going on, um, I remember thinking it was p- pretty like disrespectful to the citizens of Victoria, where the Australian Open was being held, considering all the shit that they've been through, being locked down by their state and and all of that sort of stuff. That somebody would be let in, not vaccinated. I'd, I remember leaning more towards that side of it, being like, oh, look, if, if everybody in that fucking state's suffering, yeah, maybe you probably just shouldn't fucking come if you're going to get in unvaccinated, you know? Like, I don't... I he fucking didn't, he think, didn't get let in. Yeah, I think COVID is fucking bullshit. I'm, as in, like, I just think the way it was handled was fucking pathetic and just an absolute joke. But uh, I think when... I take yeah, it wasn't Novak's fault. Nah, and look, like, if you don't want to get vaccinated, good. Probably fucking made the right decision. Like, heaps of people, uh, I had to get vaccinated so I could fucking go cross the border and go and see fucking members of my family that are old and stuff. It's like, uh, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it if I wasn't getting fucked around over it. Because, but, you know, I don't think, like, and I don't think anyone should be carrying on about it still, his whole thing, but I definitely don't think he should have been let in. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't get let in. Yeah. I think, I think that's that fair. floor where um he was saying where he was remember he said he was um he's he on purpose like lied about his well the team did as well, lied about um his like the dates and that where he was, um and when you know, where he was unvaccinated at the time and yeah, I think yeah. he'd already had COVID or something and he didn't abide by the whatever it was, you know, the the um, 14 days, whatever period, because he'd travelled within that time. So when he went to Australia, that's what they had on him. And they're like, nah, you're not coming in. So has the crowd turned on him this year? I think the media is trying to, like, wear it back up, you know, a fair, a fair bit. They're like, oh, what do you think of, you know, the Australian players and what they said to you and that? And he's like, mate, like, i got nothing against him, you know. He's trying to he d- he's trying to downplay it, obviously, like, because he's... <laughs> media trained. Yeah, and he's... He's never really been that popular, though. Now, a lot of people hate Djokovic, like... But I've always. But liked they need him. a bad guy when you've got guys like um, when you got Federer Nadal and Federer. Nadal, you Nadal. need a bad guy. Yeah, you can't have three like absolute gentlemen at the top. You know, it's like a mo- it's like an action movie. You can't have an action movie without a bad guy. And there's no Can doubt, you? though, Djokovic. Djokovic is going to retire. Nah. like <laughs> streets ahead of him, boys. Oh yeah, not streets. I yeah, wouldn't no, say streets. Yeah, no, you're. Yeah. Is he going to pass him? I think he's going to pass him. Has he already? He's passed already. Him? He's already pretty much passed him, and he and he's pa- head to he head pa- with those two. He hasn't passed Fed yet, and he won't pass. I don't think he'll pass Nadal's dirt record, the clay on the clay. The side, dirt on the dirt. The clay, the clay dirt. But yeah, you're right, Dano. As far as championships, definitely. Like he's. Is he the best ever? Then he. Well, I think it's hard. Yeah, it's always hard to like. Obviously, I think the general go on yeah. championships. Like he's. He's going to end up with the most, so he'll go down as recorded as probably the best ever as far as that stat goes. But, like, Nadal, I mean, um, Federer was versing Nadal at his peak when Murray was at his peak, and they they were all versing each other, so, you know, but, and and I, I don't know. The competition's still very strong, you know. There's heaps of gun players still. Um, like Medvedev was pretty disappointing this um Wimbledon, but then, yeah, Sitsipas is really good still. But I just don't think they were that peak, you know. I don't know. I'm not saying he's not going to be the best ever, but 
God, you know, when Federer and all them were there, and Andy Murray at his peak as well. A lot of people say, you know, but at his peak, he was very good. Um, I just think the competition then was ridiculous, you know. Um, I don't know. Federer is... Federer is probably like the most aesthetically pleasing tennis player ever. Yeah. And I think we love the way he like looks when he plays. And yep. he's, he's, he's a lovely, humble guy. And then Nadal's like this gritty battler who we also warm to, I guess. And then there's Novak who's potentially a bit of a privileged kind of, I don't know, seems just a little bit more stuck up in general. But That's a, what you said yeah. before, Deno, how he, how he can like get a, a, like aggressive and angry in that, like towards the – and the crowd can go like, oh, hang on, like mid-game and sort of turn on him a bit. Um, yeah, like fuck this guy. Yeah. yeah, but but I've always I've always yeah I don't know I've always liked Djokovic because I just love I love watching him play. He's so good, and I'm pretty so sure his head to head record. I'm pretty sure he's got Fed and Nadal in the overall head to heads against both of them. Yeah. So so what he's is it uh, there's a there's a guy called Corder right who's playing pretty well at the moment. Yep, he's um, out now, but he's yeah. Oh, did he get taken out? Yeah. His his sister is a professional golfer on the LPGA tour, Nelly Corder. Is she good? She yeah. goes good, yeah. Um, and his dad, his dad top. won, his dad won Grand Slams too. Yeah, bit of money in that family. Oh yeah, they would have had money. Bit of prize he, money. Yeah, <laughs> far out. Bit of prize money at the Christmas lunch. Oh, jeez. <laughs> they um. Yeah, I think he'll Wonder probably what's be, in those bonbons. He'll probably be pre- end up pretty good on pedigree alone. Couple of Rolex bonbons. His sister's pretty hot too. Oh, really? That's good. Yeah, bigger. but uh, go, just quickly going back to the tennis. Um, wait, why don't women pay f- play five sets? Why? Yeah. Do they not want um, to? Yeah, me get. I don't know. I don't know either because... Wouldn't they want to? Well, I don't know. So they're not... So they're like, they're, nah, I'm just saying like, if they're like, if they're like, oh, if they're like, oh, if they're like, oh, yeah, no, we, we want to be, we want to be uh, treated the same as the men and, and the same prize money and stuff. Why wouldn't they go, we want to play, we can play five sets too. Or if they just avoided that and they're just like no no we're, we're happy with three sets i because th- because i think they could easily play five sets i don't so know I, why it's not I the think, same i think um and like i'm just asking this question as well to you guys as well do you think it's a fitness thing where how towards uh, the back end of the five sets they start to how are really they not guess? how can they not do it's like i think physically of course they can last five sets maybe it's people sure. don't want to watch five sets <laughs> there, there it is <laughs> Did I just take it? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, actually, uh, someone was uh, saying to me, "Well, is, do you, I don't watch a lot of tennis. Is is the, like is the standard a lot different? Because I look at it and I think it's not one of the it's not one of those sports where you you can see like a massive change in the standard. Oh yeah, there is. There is it's a massive like, change. Oh, yeah, definitely. In if Djokovic went over there, he'd. Clean, he'd yeah. Well, yeah, like that. But I mean, like when you, I don't know. It's like so. Minga Kyrgios played mixed doubles with Serena Williams on his team, and he openly said it on a podcast recently. He was saying that it was a bit awkward because Serena was trying to sort of serve first, you know, take shots that were fifty-fifty shots, and Kyrgios was like, 
he goes, it was really awkward because I'm way better than her. And she, she was <laughs> she was trying to serve. For, he goes, I'm sending down 220 serves, 220K an hour or 240s or whatever. And, you know, he's like one of the best servers in the world. And, and she was sort of trying to serve first and stuff in sets or whatever. And he was openly saying it was awkward because he was he's way better than her at tennis. And she's the best ever, girl. Yeah. Um, yeah, Nick's Nick's good, but, you know, I don't even know what he's ranked in the world these days. I don't even know if he's top 50. But, you know, yeah, back in I the think, yeah. back in the day in the golf, Annika Sorensen, when she was um, just demolishing all the women, uh, played a couple of men's ga- uh, games. What do you call them? Games. Uh, you know, tournaments. And um, she teed off from um, where the men tee off, which was pretty cool. And I think there's been other, I think there's been other women do it since as How'd well. How'd she go? Uh, not good, but didn't finish not last. Bad. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, Golf's probably different because you're not really playing. I don't you know can, if it you is. You can play a round of golf and get a score. But there's the distance that the tees are yeah, set the dis- forward. Yeah, the distance thing's probably a bit different. No, no, I get it? that. But I mean, they could just play off the... That could just play off the men tee and get a score and compare. Whereas tennis, you're actually playing against someone. It's a match. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like a female could go around a golf just teeing off with a men tee off, and but they're not hitting it as far. That's the thing. It's the it's the strength in hitting it, probably. Yeah. So they're 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 putting them. They're making it a lot harder for themselves by teeing off the men. But I respect the shit out of that. Yeah, that's epic. Like that's like because you wouldn't see that in a. In a tennis tournament, right? You wouldn't, wouldn't see, get a tennis. in anything else, would you? Really? Not really. Really? Any, really anything else? I mean, you could do it in other things. Oh, for sure. Um, individual sort of sports like like golf, you know, like where there's ones that you wouldn't like, like uh, fighting. Nah, fighting you couldn't. You wouldn't do that. You could have them surf against each other. Yep, for sure. But that'd be really hard for because the, the sur- surfing is like there's a big gap. In, in that, I reckon. There's de- definitely a big gap in tennis as well. Yeah. Definitely, with those high level. Too know. big of a gap to even try it. Yeah, too big So you, Serena, you reckon, couldn't beat any of those blokes that are on tour? Which, oh, yeah. In her prime. Yeah, she'd be, yeah, she'd be, I reckon she could, but I don't think she'd beat anyone in the top top tier, you know, like top, top tier, definitely not. See, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see the I best almost wouldn't want to see it. I almost <laughs> wouldn't want to see it, because like, nah, nah, it's almost, it would, I don't, wouldn't want to discredit a Serena Williams. But, yeah, oh, but wouldn't it be interesting be to just see how they could give it, like one of the blokes, lo- lower ranked blokes, if they could give him a run for their money? Yeah, but if it went the other way, I reckon it would kind of suck. Like if it went... But at least they had a crack. Mm, what if she lost to the world number 400? Well, I mean, people probably wouldn't be that surprised. You know? Mm. Yeah, but she's but but there's an op, there's an opportunity at glory there that's being you know not taken. <laughs> like why not just have a crack? I haven't heard many any of them or haven't heard of them saying that they'd want to have a crack. They Give should. Your sparking controversy, Minga. <laughs> no, we Stop should be able to, to talk Stop. about. We Stop trying be, to bait the boys. <laughs> no, no, we should be able to talk about this stuff. So. I've just realised that Sitsipas is actually playing a woman in in the net in his next round, <laughs> which is crazy. We've started talking about it. He's playing Karen Kachanov. 
Carry. How did she, how did that slip under the radar? <laughs> she's, Hang on, so she's paying three. She's wish. paying three nineteen. <laughs> you got your wish, bigger. Yeah, but the way you were talking, Dano, I thought she'd be a bit longer than that. Oh, geez, I, I was I was well off. So, what they they've got a. You're telling me, Minga, they've got a Karen Kachanov, got a woman. That's enough. Yeah. What, and she, she's made it to the semi-final of the Australian Open. Yep, right under our noses. What? But here I was saying the greatest female of all time wouldn't, may, maybe wouldn't beat someone in the top four hundred. That's fucking wrong, then. Well, there so, you go. She's got a chance at, at taking the whole thing out. So what? She, she might end up playing Novak. Should we be betting on her? All things considered. What's she paying? Three twenty. Three twenty to beat Titsapass. Titsapass. <laughs> Karen versus Titsapass. Yeah. Um. Oh, you, you may as well put a little bit on it. I don't think Titsapass has ever made a final. Tommy Paul's paying eleven fifty to beat Djokovic. Titsapass is playing really good um, tennis at the moment, but. But Kenny, yeah, beat. he's a, he's is the he, second favorite. I don't know if he's capable. But his history Karen, on history is on Karen's side, as in like history. This is a history historic moment that's right. about could be about to be made. The first w- woman mm. to ever make an Australian Open final. I bet you never thought you'd hear that. <sighs> it's, it's, it's come as a surprise to me. I just really slipped under the radar. You won't be tuning in. You'll, oh, watch, you'll, watch, you'll watch till the third set. <laughs> does she play if she doesn't well, win gonna, it? Does she keep playing if she doesn't win it in three? She's gonna have to. She's gonna have to win it in straight sets, or else she's gonna gas out. <laughs> you can bet your bottom dollar if it goes past the third set, she loses. That could be the bet mm, to reach for. Can we sit, sit no. to pass in four? Well, sits a pass in four or Karen or Karen in straight sets. Yeah, sits a pass under four. <laughs> yeah, I reckon that's the bet. Karen in straight mm. sets. Karen in straight sets. Yeah, and if it's if that's it's eight dollars, it's a pass. It's eight dollars. Yeah, I reckon do it, Minga. That's a t- like that's a tip. <laughs> that's a tip. That's the potty tip for the week. It's on tomorrow. First woman to make an Australian Open final, Karen Kachanovich. Kachanov. Huge. Yeah, well, is that so? What's it paying? Eight bucks. Eight bucks. Yep. So that, well, yeah, I guess. Have we got any? What have we got anything else to talk about? Going a bit for about an hour. Um, I'm pretty good. All right, Corbs. You good? You don't want if you don't touch on anything. Nah, to finish? I'm, I'm good as well. Pretty good. I just want to quickly bring up how ridiculous that um, diamond dealer tip was last week. Mm. Wasn't much there. I know that you'll touch on that in the Oracle Hour, but geez, that was a good win. Oh, it was sensational. One tip for the day. Could have got it at tens when you when we first posted it. That was fantastic. That's classic Oracle stuff. My pops already hit me up today for um, Oracle tips. He oh, asked yeah. me if he asked me if there's any specials, special tips. Plenty of them. We'll have the oracle on. We'll have the oracle on the phone later, so there'll be more for the weekend anyway. Mm, that's good. Send my regards to the oracle. All right. It's the 
corner of the round table. <laughs> 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 See ya. Bye. Bye.